0: Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. If you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video uh, on the 15th and 30th of every month where we talk about the capital markets, what's going on in the capital markets and how that affects our clients' money, but you don't have to be a client to be added to the list. To get added to that list, go to our website, NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. A little box will pop up, and you can put your info in there, and we'll email you uh, a link to the e-news, and that's the only thing that we'll send you. Uh, so this comes from Brian Sullivan. Uh, from, he's a CNBC reporter. He put this on Twitter. I think this actually data comes from Bank of America. So. Boeing came into the year as one of the most uh beloved stocks on Wall Street. Six so-called expert analysts had it as their top pick for 2024. Now there are five uh now there are, uh what's the Oh, so Bank of America after after all this noise has turned it uh, thrown in the towel. I guess I screwed that one up. So sorry. But my point I guess is that These so-called analysts that talk to you about individual stocks and tout all the reasons why these stocks are great, um, generally, uh, you know, it's as good as throwing a dart at the Wall Street Journal for picking stocks. Picking stocks over time for almost everybody out there listening uh, is a loser's game. I mean, I don't think Warren Buffett's listening to us, uh, so he might be the one person that could pick stocks. The
2: downgrades and upgrades are always reactionary. They upgrade the stock after it did well, and they downgrade it after it did poorly, and there's pretty – great data going back into history showing that's exactly what they do because no analyst wants to be bearish on a stock because then they don't get access to management yeah, that, and the rest of
1: it. That's the other reason like the, the ratings are f- just bunk because you know, remember Merrill Lynch, which is part of Bank of America is, is also has an investment banking arm and they wanna do investment banking work for Boeing. And so if they issue more shares or do it anything in the capital markets, uh, and so there's a conflict of interest, right? By, Boeing or any of these publicly traded companies aren't gonna give their investment banking business to an investment bank where the analyst is downgrading the stock. Their stock, uh, and so there's supposed to be this, you know, firewall, this wall between analysts and and the investment banking part of the business. But it doesn't matter if there's a firewall if the business isn't going to that company. Uh, because the analyst uh, is downgrading the stock. And so there are very few, there's, there's some independent, I guess, uh, analysts on Wall Street that are better than the ones that work for the investment banks. Um, but for the most part, it doesn't matter because over time, uh, you know, none of you out there listening should be buying individual stocks. I understand that it's fun and it's exciting and you think to yourself like, oh, I want to buy some good companies like Costco, and Boeing and and I get it. It's fun. But over time, the market is going to beat you. So why waste your time and energy and, and, and underperform? Like the goal of you investing dollar, a dollar today is to get more in the future. So stop wasting your time on things that aren't going to, that are going to get in the way of that for you. Uh, and, and stop buying individual securities. It is a loser's game for 99.9% of you. Um, so real quickly before we talk about what you shouldn't have in your investment portfolio, uh, the United States economic expansion. So I'm looking at US economic expansions from 1949 to 2023. um, The the US economy has now expanded uh, for 44 straight months with an annualized real GDP growth of 4.9% over that time. Um, So what's weird to me is that you know when i watch the news or whatever and they talk about the po- political environment or who you know why somebody's gonna vote for somebody or, or the other person everybody talks about how bad the u.s economy is doing and I, I just don't see where that is i mean i i you know i go to restaurants i go to stores i travel and i this is like in the history of my life the 40 almost eight years that i've been on this planet uh, the, what we're experiencing in the U.S. economy is some of the ro- most robust times I've ever seen. You know, it reminds me of like 2005. It reminds me of the late 90s. Um, and so, uh, you know, the, the, the U.S. economy <laughs> GDP is growing fine. Like unemployment is at 50 plus year lows. Uh, you know, I guess the, the one issue is for a lot of people has been the inflation situation. Um, But, you know, that is being remedied too. So it's always weird to me. People like make this stuff up, but they don't actually look at the data. So, Mr. Finelli, I thought we'd talk about three asset classes that people should not have in their investment portfolio. And a lot of you out there do. Uh, And so Josh can go through them. But the three asset classes that we don't own in our client portfolios, we probably never will. No, I know we never will. Um, And we don't think you should either. And we can go through why. But one is Commodities second one is high yield bonds, and the third one is cryptocurrency so Josh, talk about commodities, what they are, and then uh why i mean it's an easy one, but why we don't own them and why don't we think people should uh
2: we don't own a, a now commodities of course is you know your your ownership of physical assets uh whether you know and typically like it's of course precious metals is the biggest one, uh, but, but oil. Yeah, oil. You know, timber. There's different ways to get exposure there. Typically, you know, now you see it in the, some version of an exchange traded fund that's uh, tied to an index of physical commodities. But uh, the idea and the reason that we don't own them as a durable allocation uh, is because the evidence is really clear. Data, you know, this is data driven decision that owning a durable, a durable allocation to commodities dramatically underperforms and commodities
1: and adds volatility. Yeah. <laughs> and, and
2: so, you know, it's the kind of a worst nightmare from a portfolio management perspective. And, uh, you know, there, I want to make the concession that, yes, as a trade, people are, can be very successful uh, over short periods of time, effectively trading commodities. But that's Precisely why it's not something that you as a retiree uh, or just in in the wealth accumulation phase want a durable allocation there uh, you know you look at expense being a big one if you're owning physical commodities in most forms now you know version via an ETF or whatever you're paying a relatively high expense ratio, and they're not really doing anything, Uh, but owning it durably is not something that you want to do. It just dramatically dramatically affects volatility, and it also uh, takes away from your long-term return. There'll be periods that uh, returns are absolutely fantastic. They tend to be relatively short-lived, and then you'll go into doldrums for what can be decades.
1: Yeah, and so the, the theory behind owning commodities is that they're good inflation hedge, but when you look at them as a durable allocation to your portfolio, uh, over time, all they do is detract from returns and increase the volatility, which, from a, like Josh said, managing somebody's money, that's the worst case scenario. Next asset class, uh, Josh, high yield bonds, what are they and why don't we own them? Uh, high yield bonds are, you know, the
2: Junk debt has been recharacterized as high yield bonds. Everyone remember, older people will remember Michael Milken back in the 1980s. Uh, but uh, high yield bonds are just those companies that are lower on the credit quality spectrum, so they're paying you a higher coupon uh, in order to buy their debt. You know, of course, it's a bond, so it's a contractual obligation between you and the company. Uh, but high yield bonds have the volatility characteristics now that equities do, because most people don't own the individual bond; uh, they own an exchange traded fund that owns a bunch of them, and institutional investors get in and out of them, so they add this huge degree of portfolio variance. Look back at the last few sell-offs, uh, March of 2020 being a prime example. They went down more than stocks, with a very capped ability of the upside, capped upside, and so we look at that as you know if that if you own them as a return enhancer maybe okay maybe make a case for that but for most people as a as a sleeve in your fixed income it does not offer the diversification that you want, because it, and it doesn't give you the risk-reducing characteristic, ultimately, that you're looking from bonds to actually perform.
1: Yeah, I mean, the reason we don't own them and we don't think people should is we can't make a clear distinction of where they fit in the portfolio. Are they risk-reducers? No. Are they return enhancers? Not as good as stocks, and so why, why own them? And, and it's, you know, like Josh said, when you look at the last sell-offs, you know, you look at the global financial crisis – they went down more than stocks. And so if they're not going to provide you the same return as stocks, but they go to down more than stocks, I know they're like, where do they fit? Why would I own this? If it is more volatile than stocks, but doesn't give me the same long-term returns. And then lastly, crypto. Remember the idea behind cryptocurrency is it's supposed to be a medium of exchange. And I would ask everybody out there, when's the last time you use crypto, any kind of crypto for a good or service as a medium of exchange. And the answer is none of you have, and none of you probably will. And so, then it's just like this asset class that people want to call it, where it's the greater fool theory. Like, I, I own it because it's gone up. But you know, if it's going to be an asset class, it has to have a utility, and the utility is only for criminals, is so far as what's, how, how it's transpired. All right, if you want to take one of us up on a free retirement review, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. Uh, so, to get on our calendar, if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call the office 800 743 0988. Stick around.
0: Get your free one hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our opportunity as a listener to the show.
5: From the top of your head to the tips of your fingers and toes, Pendleton, Columbia, and Eddie Bauer at Bend Factory Stores will keep you comfortable this winter. Warm winter boots, coats, and gloves at Columbia. Cozy fleece, shirts, and classic layering pieces from Eddie Bauer. And famous wool blankets and flannels at Pendleton. Stay warm and snug with the winter essentials from the Bend Factory Stores. Smart shoppers start at the Bend Factory Stores,
3: South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet.
6: About a 100 years ago, Ben started up as a lumber town with mostly small wooden homes built to shelter the mill workers today. It's a bustling city of startups and established businesses with a tremendous variety of homes built to enjoy the outdoor lifestyle. For more than half of that century, Duke Warner Realty has been here to help people buy and sell those homes. Family owned and operated since 1967, Duke Warner has a team of brokers who know the community and the market inside out with many decades of expertise in the central Oregon area. We're your friends and neighbors who believe that combining old-fashioned hard work with the newest technologies, gives you the competitive edge. We'll walk you through the listings, the comps, the offers, the counteroffers, the inspections, the escrow, the closing. We'll even walk you through the walkthrough until finally the celebration. So if you're ready to move now or any time in the next 100 years, contact Duke Warner Realty, because when it comes to real estate, you can't fake experience. Winter may be getting colder
7: for you but things are heating up at Indian Head Casino
4: what what are you talking
7: about it's Indian Head Casino's $192,000 snow be the money giveaway seems to be snowing cash in prices at Indian Head Casino. We've never seen anything like it.
2: Here we go. Win your
7: share of $20,000 every Friday and Saturday. Earn entries now. Plus, there's the $55,000 Snow Me the Keys giveaway, where you can drive away in a brand new Ford F-150 from TSS Ford. Yeah! Trolling Sunday, February
3: 25th.
7: Head Casino's one hundred ninety-two thousand dollars snow me the money giveaway. This is quite
3: exciting. Win
7: your share of twenty thousand dollars every weekend, and maybe even a new Ford F one hundred and fifty. Cool. Dress warm, win big at Indian Head Casino, where winners play. Total cash prices in January, February. See the Players Club for details.
0: Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes.
1: Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. If you want to be part of the show, you have a question or a comment for us, give us a call, 877-670-7117. Or you can always go to our website and send us an email. Uh, NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. So after a uh, just over 38% rally off the October 22nd – sorry, October 22 low, 2022 low, the S&P 500 is now back at an all-time high. This is the first new high since January 4th of 2022. So if you feel like your account hasn't done anything in two years, you're right. And I know that's hard for people and it creates a lot of unrest, but stock market really hasn't gone anywhere in two years. And when you factor in the inflation over that period, uh, the return is, is a little bit negative. Uh, last year, 2023 was the first year since 2012 without the S and P 500 hitting an all time high, but obviously the drought was quite short lived uh, this time as the recovery from the bear market we saw in 2022 uh, was a lot quicker than the recoveries we saw in 2000 through 02 or the global financial crisis. So, you know, historically we get hit an all time high almost every year, uh, and, and but you know, and we had uh, the last time it hadn't happened was 2012. Uh, so, a lot of you get restless, and and you know we see money in motion when the market's like this because people feel like you need to do something, and what's going on, and stocks did well, and uh, why is my account? The stock market hasn't gone anywhere in two years, and so that's the gist of it. We had a sell-off in 2022 that most of you don't remember. At the time, you thought it was the end of the world, but most of you don't remember that two short years ago, the market sold off sharply, 20%. Uh, and there were periods uh, last you know, last year where mar- stocks were down quite a lot. Remember the, the banking crisis in the spring, um, but none of you remember that. You just and remember October where we are the now. The double dip last year. Yeah, so... Um, if it feels like you haven't done anything in two years, you haven't because the markets haven't gone anywhere. Uh, so the U.S. consumer is also making a comeback after 13, 13 consecutive year-over-year declines. In flush, Inflation-adjusted retail sales rose 1.5% year-over-year in December, the first year-over-year increase uh, since October of 22. Uh, retail sales grew 4.8% over the last year. Uh, rising above the historical average. What's driving that spending? Huge boost in consumer confidence. The University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index has moved up to 80. The 9.1% increase in the index over the last month was the largest spike we saw since 2005. Uh, What's driving that boost in confidence? Lower inflation and higher wages. After a record 25 consecutive months of negative real wage growth, Wages have now outpaced inflation on a year-over-year basis for eight straight months. Obviously, that is really good for the American worker, and we hope it continues as an employer. I don't know if I want it to continue, but I know it is a good thing uh, for the average American worker to get a real pay raise, right? So there's pay raises. And then there's real pay raises, and real pay raise is an increase in your wage after inflation. Because you can get raises, and if inflation's going up more than your raises, your, your standard of living is going down. And that can create some unrest amongst uh, the populace, as we
2: know. And you know that consumer spending number. Did you see that uh, Pew study this week about the uh, adults getting uh, – adult children being helped financially by their parents? It was 59%. Really? Is that yeah. you?
1: No, it is not. Come on. I'm I got to get on that program.
2: <laughs> you got 59%. A... How old are these people? I got to come hat in hand to Barb for, for $4. I know. <laughs>
1: Dory, I'm coming. We're, I'm coming for some money. 59%. I got to get in that program. Uh Okay. So we do this segment a lot, but we think it warrants doing a lot because, um, you know, for some reason. It is the most common thing that we see
2: amongst. uh, From a problem standpoint. Yeah, from a problem standpoint amongst new prospective clients. And
1: that is consolidating your investment accounts. So. Uh, People have, we can't believe it, people have investment accounts spread all over the place. They have their financial life, you know, they they have like an old E-Trade account, which is now Morgan Stanley, and then they might have a Merrill Lynch account, and they might have two old 401ks, and they might have an account at Fidelity that they manage themselves. And it's like, what's the plan here? Like, why are you doing this? This makes your life so unbelievably complicated. Um, And so... The thing that Josh and I talk to people all the time about, like, let's say you came to our office for a prospective client meeting, uh, you, you you wanted us to look at your investment portfolio, um, and we see this, we see these situations where somebody has money scattered all over the place, and you know we say, okay, you have really two choices, but the one thing that is very clear to us is you have to consolidate your investment life, your your financial life. And you can either have a financial advisor, a fee-based fiduciary financial advisor like Northwest Quadrant or some other firm do it for you. And they will certainly help uh, ha- happily do it for you, or you can do it yourself. And, and today it's, it's easier than it's ever been to consolidate your financial life in one place on one of the big custodians. And so You know, the ones that Josh and I would recommend if you don't hire an advisor, if you want to do it yourself, is either Schwab, Fidelity, or Vanguard. They have people there that do this every single day, all day long, that help people consolidate their financial life. So, Josh, why don't we start going through some of the big overarching reasons, I mean, other than just this pure simplification, but some of the overarching reasons why it makes so much sense for people listening to not have money invested all over the place. Because, wait, real quick, it is not – diversification no
2: and that is like it it blows our mind but that is like the most common reason that we hear for why people don't do it is they perceive like different custodians to be diversified uh or like i've even heard recently like a concern of embezzlement having all your money in (laughs) one place and that's uh it's it's hard to communicate just how wrong that actually is uh, diversification means what you own, not where you own it. Uh, most of those things we're guessing, and just by virtue of experience, like it just owns the same stuff. It just has a different wrapper on it, uh, and you think you're diversified, but really, it's actually you're heavily concentrated. But especially for people that have a bunch of di- disparate taxable accounts, maybe you know you have CDs at the bank, all this different stuff. Uh, you can move it in kind and consolidate it in one.
1: Taxable brokerage account. And that word you use in kind, explain what that means. That's, that's like the, really important. That's
2: cru- cru- you know, that's the crux of this for a lot of people, is you be- perceive there to be tax consequences, you or know, you
1: have it, to sell something. If
2: you move it in kind, it's going to be the same thing in the new receiving account as where it was when you were held it in all these different places. You just moved it in kind, meaning it stayed the same and you just consolidated it. The cost basis moves over with it. If it didn't, you need to make sure it did. But the idea is that you're going to own the same stuff just in one place. And this is for people, you know, approaching retirement or, you know, approaching incapacity, because that's definitely people out there. uh, The greatest gift that you can give to your executor, uh, is consolidating stuff in one place because it creates this nightmare, and literally we see circumstances where people have to wait for a year trying to gather different statements that are random randomly arrive in the mail, and that 's not a situation that you want to leave. Uh, your executor or successor trustee in.
1: Yeah. So, you know, your, your beneficiaries, your, like Josh said, your executor can go to one place. If it's at a financial advisor's office and, 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 you know, pass everything much easier. If it's all over the place, it's going to take forever. The other thing is it, it, your asset allocation is much easier to create. If it's the money's in one place, you're going to be paying reduced fees. You're not going to be paying all these different retirement account fee uh, costs. So you're going to reduce those fees. Uh Good chance. Uh, that you're going to have a better strategy for your withdrawals, right? When you need to start taking money, it's much easier if it's all in one place to create a cohesive uh, withdrawal strategy. So uh, it'll make your life easier. And then when you can't manage your money, it'll make that person's life easier. And then when you pass away, it'll make your executor's uh, life a lot easier. And then the other thing is, you know, you're not going to have something out there that when you die that might go to the state because they can't track it down. So consolidate, consolidate, consolidate. All right. If you want to take one of us up on a free retirement interview, we'll give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. If you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get one of those scheduled. 800-743-0988. We'll be back. Sign up for our e-news
0: today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
7: weather fm 100.1 is news talk 1110 kbnd ben Hunting for a new place to live in Bend? Want amenities like a modern kitchen, attached garage, washer-dryer? Put Alpine Meadows Townhomes on your list of places to see. Alpine Meadows Townhomes, quiet and affordable. With one, two, or three-bedroom floor plans, you'll find the space you want and call it home. Alpine Meadows Townhomes, see them online, then call for a personal showing. 541-330-0719, conveniently located on Northeast 6th in Bend.
5: When you think about family and home, hopefully it brings back some wonderful memories. That's what Mountain Glen Apartments are all about, making new memories for your family. When you call Mountain Glen Home, you'll enjoy a modern designer kitchen with plenty of counter space and storage. Choose from one, two, or three-bedroom homes on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Mountain Glen, where memories are made. Find them online, Mountain Glen Apartments, then call for a personal showing, 541-383-9313. offer new and used ski and snowboard gear. Receive bonus buys on trade-ins of used ski gear toward the purchase of new gear. Played It Again Sports has a great selection of quality used hockey gear. Get the gear you need for your winter sports season at Played Again Sports next to Maurice's at the Bend Factory Stores. Smart shoppers start at the Bend
3: Factory Stores.
4: South Highway 97.
3: Because everyone needs an outlet.
7: hey there's a lot of cool stuff out here where are you in wilson's furniture warehouse there's too much stuff one of a kind discontinued models and old furniture friends looks like we need to sell our furniture and mattress floor models to make room for the new 2024 products
4: well why don't we offer up the sweetest deals of the year and empty the place out perfect
7: the clearance sale is on at Wilson's of Redmond.
4: Save hundreds of dollars, even thousands, on mattresses, sofas, love seats, sectionals, and recliners. Cocktail tables and tables. Over
7: 700 accessories, up to 50% off.
4: Wilson's clearance sale is on now.
7: Special financing and always free delivery. See store for details.
4: The sooner you shop, the better the selection.
7: It's on. At Wilson's of Redmond. Gotta go. Better get in here. We've got the furniture and mattress for you. Keeping it local since 1962. now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-266-9102. That's 800-266-9102. What do you have to lose? Call 800-266-9102. Again, 800-266-9102.
6: The
0: mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter.
1: Uh, welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name's Tyler Simonus. That guy over there, he is uh, one Mr. Josh Finelli, and we're partners at Northwest Squadron Walls Management here in the soggy pacific northwest we've had quite the january so far weather-wise i can't say that i'm uh not dreaming about warm summer days because but as tim will remind me the days are getting longer so i guess that's one good thing as i sit in the dreary (laughs) soggy wet so the housing market deep freeze continues and don't email us or call us if you live in Bend and you think I, I understand that we live in this weird bubble that is central Oregon and the real estate market here is different. I'm talking about nationally. Uh, so for your us existing homes are selling today than at any point since 2010, the 3.7 million annual rate from December was even lower than the lowest levels of sales during the 2020 covid shutdown (laughs) that's so crazy uh the 4.1 million existing homes sold last year were the lowest activity we've seen since 1995. so that's not relative that's like on an absolute number which is crazy to think about uh and so you say to yourself well why are home sales so low well uh obviously there's a, a tremendous Lack of affordability, U.S. housing affordability is worse today than it was at the peak of the last housing bubble. The median American household would need to spend 46% of their income to afford the median price home, which is a record high. It's never been this high. Obviously, also, we have an inventory problem. 59% 59% of U.S. mortgage holders have a rate below 40, 4% and 90% have an interest rate below 6% with current mortgage rates at 6.6%. Many home existing homeowners are staying put, leading to a huge shortage of home sales. And so while demand has plummeted over the last year, supply has even plummeted more. The result? Home prices in the U.S. have actually increased by 4% last year. So when people, when I say that the deep freeze in the housing market continues, people think that I'm talking about prices. No, I understand that prices nationally went up last year. What I'm talking about is the lack of movement. So if you're a realtor somewhere in middle America, you understand what I'm talking about. Volumes have completely dried up. Okay, we got uh, an email from Gary here in Bend. Uh, gary 's question, you noted the bond yield curve was uninverting on your show. Uh, does that mean the short yields are going to go down or that long yields are going up? Is there a historical difference between these two scenarios in terms of effect on economic activity? So before you answer this, Mr. Finelli, what I want to talk about is what he means by the yield curve. So the yield curve uh, is in the bond market short maturity bonds. Uh, historically should yield less than long maturity bonds right so you 're taking a lot l- less risk if you t- buy a short like let 's say two month bond than you're than if you buy a thirty year bond so the thirty year bond because it 's more risky should pay you more in interest and when we have and so that means the yield curve historically has been steep it starts uh, you know it, the curve goes up and to the right and so uh, when we have an inverted yield curve, like we 've had, that means short duration bonds yield more than long duration bonds and so uh what what we 've been talking about on the show lately is that the yield curve is normalizing, so it 's going from uninverted or sorry, going from inverted to uninverted to normalization and so gary 's wondering uh, the, the, is is just the short end coming down or the long end going up uh, and then when this happens, when this uninversion happens, what has happens historically? So, Mister Finelli, take it away. <laughs> well, uh, Josh no... is going to tell you exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah, so, right. write this down, and we, in a year, let's uh, let's look and see how he we did.
2: Well, there's only been two inversions uh, without a recession since uh, 1960, and
1: next month we'll never have had one this
2: long. Yeah, so you know, take that for what it's worth. But um, you know, there's been, of course, th- those false signals. Uh, usually, you know, you go back and you look at when the curve inverted and How many months until a market top or recession, you know, in 68, it was 19 months, which is the longest, uh, the shortest was 73, which is seven months. Remember yield curve even inverted briefly, uh, prior to COVID, uh, was the, was the market (laughs) anticipating uh, the coronavirus related (laughs) recession? Uh, I'm not sure, but, uh, I think like, you know, we, and we talked about this a little bit earlier on the show and we definitely talked about it last week, but, uh, you know, it appears to me that you know you and we're starting to see a little bit of it uh, on the 10 year where long run yields are inching back up a little long term growth expectations uh maybe repricing to me maybe repricing to the upside uh which to me would be healthy and would be what we want to see and definitely was the uh the bingo card that no one had right in back especially a couple months ago uh, the idea that long-run growth expectations would reprice, uh, and you know we would achieve that soft
1: landing, uh, but you know again, the, the I don't know. I well, think- so, so Gary, I think that you know the the famous saying that history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. So the challenge this time, you know, in in saying that historically when this has happened. This has been the result. So historically, uh, when we have an inverted yield curve, most of the time, 80-plus percent of the time, we have a recession. The recession generally starts when the yield curve normalizes. And the reason Josh is struggling so much to, to answer that question, and, and and me as well, is because – you know, we have never had, this isn't normal, right? So we've never had as much government intervention in the capital markets as we've had over the last 15 years. So we've never had this much central bank intervention. We've never had this much intervention from the Treasury in distorting the yield curve, right? So we had so much influence in the bond market, the bond market couldn't operate as it historically had with market participants. And so that's why it's so hard to answer this question. It's so hard to know what's going to happen. And like Josh said, everybody was saying, well, this is what's happened in history. This is what we think is going to happen. And it's not happening right now. And so everybody's heads are sort of exploding like, whoa, this, nobody had this bingo card. Like nobody thought this was what was going to be the outcome. And the reason for that is because of that intervention. We had so much intervention in uh, something that's supposed to be a free market. And so – it's a very difficult question what looks like it's going to happen is you know the yield curve will uninvert it will normalize and we won't probably have a recession we might have a slowing economic environment but we might not have a technical recession it's sort of like this rolling recession that we've had where it affects different industries at different times to different magnitudes and that will probably persist but the overall us economy probably won't have what we call a technical two quarter uh, GDP decline, um, and, and that's what looks like it's going to play out. That we got that in 2021, right? I mean, yeah, technically. So, yeah. so you know, Gary, history is a, is a tough guide on this one uh, because of that amount of, of of stimulus and intervention we got but the, from our central. The last
2: bank. time we had an inversion without a recession was uh, 1998, and then the curve inverted again uh, two years later, and yeah, we that certainly had a recession then. Yeah.
1: Um, We got a real question from Craig J. here. Uh, Does it make sense to pay medical expenses with cash instead of using my HSA funds? Uh, So, Craig, I I would say yes. I mean, I uh, max out my HSA health savings account contribution every single year. This year it was $8,300 for a family. Um, And I put that, I use a company called Lively. Uh, The investment arm of Lively is Charles Schwab. I, I literally own the same exact exchange-traded funds that I own in all my other accounts, my retirement accounts, my taxable accounts, because I am going to use my health savings account when I get to retirement as a source of funds um, for my medical expenses, including my my premiums for my health insurance. Uh, and as long as I use my health savings account for those uh, health, health-related health um, options, it comes out tax-free. So if you are in a situation, Craig, where you can afford to pay out of pocket for your medical expenses, which thankfully I am as well, um, you should do that and let your HSA build up. Now, the, the big mistake everybody makes, Craig, is they just put it in a bank and leave it there. You need to invest it just like you invest the rest of your retirement assets so that over time it grows. So that you know, I'm looking at hopefully a few hundred thousand dollars in my HSA by the time I retire. Uh, that I can use like a Roth IRA. It comes out tax-free if I use it for health-related expenses. The health savings account is great because I get a tax deduction on the front end. It, goes, it grows tax-free, and when I take it out, as long as I use it for qualified uh, health care expenses, it comes out tax-free. So it's actually even better than the Roth because I get a triple tax benefit, which no other retirement uh, account offers. So, yeah, if you can do it, Craig, absolutely. All right, if you'd like to take one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. If you have at least five hundred grand of investable assets, call the office to get one scheduled, or you can go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. When we come back, we're going to tackle one last segment on your email questions, so stick around.
0: Get your free one-hour retirement review
5: many names. Your place of refuge, your castle, your shelter from the storm. But most of us just call our house home. As in, I'm hungry. I'm going home.
7: There's a community in Bend that offers the best of resort living. They are modern apartment homes with highly desirable amenities at Stonebriar. You want a cook's kitchen, spacious baths, and full-size washers and dryers? You'll find that at Stonebriar.
5: It sounds like the kind of place we'd love to come home to.
7: Stonebriar Apartments are showing now, and the extras are fantastic. Two clubhouses, fitness centers, computer labs with free Internet, big-screen TVs, sparkling heated pools, billiards, covered parking, and small pets are welcome.
5: (sighs) It sounds wonderful.
7: Take a tour and see it yourself, located on Highway 20 near 27. Come home to Stonebriar. Call 541-330-5020.
3: That's 330-5020.
5: want a new look runway fashion exchange is just the ticket their expert buyers will pay you cash for your gently used teen and young adult fashions and their store is full of great values on the latest styles mix and match for a whole new look while you save a bunch of money runway fashion exchange makes getting a whole new look easy and fun smart shoppers start at the ben factory stores south highway 97
3: because everyone needs an outlet
7: now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-266-9102. That's 800-266-9102. What do you have to lose? Call 800-266-9102. Again, 800-266-9102.
5: Well, I did it. I'm Leslie James, and you've been hearing me talk about my journey to reverse my osteoporosis for a couple of years now with OsteoStrong in Bend. I joined the OsteoStrong program and followed their advice, and according to my latest bone scan, I am osteoporosis-free. I am living proof that it is possible with patience and dedication and my membership to OsteoStrong. Try it yourself. Mention you heard OsteoStrong on the radio and save 50% off your first month. Be better. Call OsteoStrong today.
0: Get your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Call us today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
1: Welcome back. If you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a video. Uh, On the 15th and 30th of every month where we talk about what's going on in the old capital markets and how that affects uh, your money. So if you want to get added to our e-newsletter list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and put your info in there, and that's the only thing we'll send you. No bueno? (laughs) All right. uh, So some of you you that are Costco members or go to Costco often uh, know that Costco – was selling gold bars. It was really funny to see that Costco was in the business of selling gold and they are selling gold bars. And the gold bars at Costco nationally sold out almost immediately. Um, but ironically, uh, those same buyers of those gold bars would have been much better off historically just buying Costco stock. Uh, Costco stock, since their IPO in 1985, is up 116,000%. Gold over that same period is up 400 percent, and inflation is up 230 percent over that period. So, obviously, you know what we think about owning gold. And Josh, also tell the, the listeners about the markup that Costco had on on their gold relative to spot gold prices.
2: I it was close to 50 percent. We found an article in a trade magazine that you know I was just kind of laughing about the fact that so you 50 percent bought- over spot, and no one can get spot really, but. You can get uh, closer to 50%. you can get a lot closer to spot than fifty uh, percent premium. So
1: so by buying buying those gold bar, bars at Costco, you immediately lost money. Like it was an instant loss of money relative to where the price of gold was trading. And we totally
2: uh, understand like the impulse and the rationale behind people wanting to preserve I the what purchasing power of their money. I just acknowledge like that some people believe oh God, that. This but is
1: PC, Josh. Like, <laughs> the
2: whole the whole idea that you're going to be uh, on you know, whatever they call it, the walking dead running around bartering gold when uh, this perceived event happens. If this like, perceived event on.
1: happens, you need to go to Josh's house and steal his <laughs> AR-15 and a bunch of ammo because that's going to be worth a lot more than your gold. Yeah, yeah. So cool. You want me to tell him where it is in your house? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So this is the headline we hear all the time, and this comes from both sides of the political aisle. Our Democratic clients will say, oh, man, and then our Republican uh, clients will say, oh, man. I don't know what the independents say, but uh, the headline is presidential election years are bad for stocks. And so here is the actual data compiled by Bloomberg looking at the real numbers, not your doofus cousin on Facebook. Uh, The actual data since 1928, stocks have done slightly better during presidential election years than average than the average year. So a 10.1 percent return versus 9.7 since 1928, uh, with a higher percentage of positive years. So 83 percent of presidential election years are positive. Historically, no, doesn't matter who gets elected. Presidential election years have historically been good years. So. Here's what they here's what know about all of you out there listening. There is always a reason not to invest. There's like there's always these reasons, Biden, Trump, whatever. You, you pick the reason. All I know is that investing in US stocks and U.S. investing in US businesses since they started trading under the buttonwood tree down on lower Wall Street has always been a good bet. And so stop worrying about the noise, right? And focus on what is the stock market. The stock market is a collection of wonderful businesses, like Costco, like Nike, like McDonald's, like Amazon, like Google, do you think those wonderful businesses are going to make more money three, five, and 10 years from now, no matter who sits in the White House? And the answer is yes. And so guess what? The stock prices will take care of themselves. Stop worrying about the noise and focus on what the stock market is, collection of great businesses. <clears throat> okay. Um, here is an email. It doesn't say who this is from. Uh, my sister and I are in the middle of distributing our parents' estate. The beneficiary of the estate is a trust. Oh, no. Part of the estate consists of a traditional IRA, which will be split between my sister and me. The problem is that the, because the IRA will be distributed from the trust, it is considered a non-spouse distribution. I'm told that we have to pay taxes on the entire distribution. It's a good chunk of change. I'm almost 60 is there any way that I can roll the IRA into my own and take minimum distributions? I'd rather not pay the taxes up front. So this drives Josh and I crazy. Uh, This is just bad estate planning. And so, um, you know, uh, here's, here's uh, this, I don't know what your name is, but in order for you guys to have avoided this situation, your parents would have had to have named your sister and you as beneficiaries on their IRAs. And then you could have, Open what's called a beneficiary IRA. And then you would have had 10 years to take that money out uh, from that beneficiary IRA that your parents left you. And so you could spread the tax liability over a decade. There used to be something called the stretch IRA um, and the, the secure act Trump secure act got rid of the stretch IRA. And so now you have to take it out over 10 years, which is better than having to do it all at once. If you name the trust, that means all the money goes to the trust. It's now taxable. uh, And that tax deferral goes away. So, the simple change would have been really simple to just, instead of naming the trust, to name you and your sister, and that would have avoided all of that. Um, this is one of those things that you know people are like, oh, I got this trust, I want, I want my trust to distribute all of my assets, uh, and they don't think about the tax ramifications. Because most of the things, everything that's in the trust, uh, should be an after-tax vehicle. All retirement accounts, um, life insurance, all of those things that can have beneficiary designations should have beneficiary designations. And then the other things, like your house, and your bank accounts and your taxable investment accounts those should be in the trust because um, you know the ira beneficiary designations that money passes really quickly so you and your sister would have even gotten that money a lot sooner so not much you can do about it sorry about that um uh here we go um this comes from uh bruce and sisters i'm retiring soon and i have the option of taking a seven hundred thousand dollar lump sum payment or a four thousand two hundred dollars per month pension, I also have about a million bucks in my four hundred one k and zero debt, in your opinion, would it be which option would be the best for me? Um, I also plan to use a financial advisor to manage it for for me, and he is pushing the lump sum. What do you guys think? Uh, first, before Josh answers, that uh, he's pushing the lump sum because it, if you take the pension, he'll have nothing to manage and he won't make any money. So, Josh, what, I mean, most of the time we think the pension, but I, you you can go. Get yeah, anywhere. I
2: mean, you can utilize your financial advisor to help you calculate like the present value of that pension's payment stream. But uh,
1: you know, unless there's like, well, forty-two hundred bucks a month. On seven hundred thousand dollars, you're not going to be able to generate that much income. Nah. from it. So you absolutely, as long as it's like from a viable entity, you should take the pension. Uh, you know, I mean, seven hundred thousand dollars generating, uh, you know, fifty grand a year. Um, you know that you need a million one to generate that. So that's that's a no brainer from an income standpoint, especially if there's cost of living adjustments built into that uh, pension. And if, as long as the company that's going to pay you the pension, even if it's the state, is going to be around, that's a that's a no brainer. All right. That's our show this week. We appreciate you listening. Remember, buy low, sell high. Keep the lifts open, Bachelor.
0: Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances. And if necessary, seek professional advice.